podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for Saturday, September 11th, 2021. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me this week is Chris Kelly. Hello, Chris. Hello again, everyone. How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, yeah, good. Roasting. Terribly roasting, but other than that. <laughs> it is very, very warm and muggy tonight. I've tried to cool down with a glass of red wine, which hasn't yeah. really helped, but you know. It, it, it was a great idea to record it later than usual. Whoever came up with that idea was a smart man. They were indeed until I missed a pick in my <laughs> fantasy baseball roster move, which I will go on about at length if you let me. So I'm just going to stop now. Yeah, yeah, I'll, gonna... I'll give you one. I'll give you one. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna talk football for the weekend ahead. But before that, we'll recap on the results from the last podcast, which would be a fortnight ago now because we don't do the international breaks. Although this week maybe we should, Chris, because I hit a rather tasty five team ACA in the five team ACA challenge that I did. Yeah, I was incredibly impressed. Uh, what was the odds on that again? Like seventy four to one. Yeah, it was seventy odd to one because a fiver turned into almost four hundred quid. So. Yeah. Pretty good when you get a random one like that, just just popping up, and hopefully, some of the picks we've got for this weekend, and um, we'll be able we'll be able to mirror that. But two weeks ago, you you were on the show to to help us open it. You you didn't provide picks for that one. We had um, a friend of yours, uh, the boss of both of us when it comes to baseball, <laughs> technically, Mister <laughs> Jason Stott. Uh, guest spotting on that one. So we'll run through the results. Uh, I, I got the weekend off to a pretty horrible start by losing my banker West Ham at home to Crystal Palace. They had the lead twice and gave it up both times and that game ended two all. So that was a, a pretty poor start for me. Um, it was even worse from Gordon. Uh, Juventus versus Empoli, a home win for Juventus. He had it two to nine and Empoli won that one nil. Yeah, that was that was a shocker, that one. Yeah, I don't think many people would have predicted that. However, Jason, <laughs> Jason with the bankeriest of bankers, like really good odds, four to seven. He had mm-hmm. Brescia to beat Casenza, and they won five one. Yeah, that was definitely a great pick that week. So, as far as banker picks go, Jason with the the five one win at four to seven was tremendous. Onto the values, and we had a really good week value wise. Uh, I was in Germany, Augsburg versus Leverkusen, and away win for Leverkusen at odds of five to seven. And they won 4-1, going 2-0 up after 14 minutes. So that was paid out nice and early by Bet365. Yeah, thank you, Bet365. Not that uh, you are sponsored us or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon's bet, uh, Pau FC against Dijon. He's just got into the routine of backing against Dijon, which has been working very well for him. Home win, uh, just over even money, and Pau obliged with a 2-0 victory. So 2 of 2 and rolled on to Jason's pick of Lillestorm away at Mondalin. Uh, the away win was 13 to 10, and Lielstrom won that game 2 1. So we got the value trebling, which is yep. always very tasty because I, I back all the bankers as a treble and all the values as a treble. So that was a, a really good return. Outsider wise, I was in the, the Scottish Premiership at a game I was actually at, Dundee United versus Hearts. Um, I, took, I took my team, the home team, Dundee United, better than 2 to 1. They lost 2 0, but wasn't. It wasn't really a bad loss. Uh, the goals we conceded came in stoppage time in the first half and then again in stoppage time in the second half. Apart from that, it was reasonably even. It should, have just, cheered, it should have just cheered harder, Andy. That's the problem. <laughs> that probably is the problem. I was probably away getting a pie. 
that's what that's what done it. <laughs> so no outsider for me. Um, Gordon's outsider. He likes to pick a draw. It's Wolfsburg versus Red Bull Leipzig. And Wolfsburg actually won that game. It's quite heavy outsiders. The draw didn't come in. Um, and, and a bit of a surprise result. Uh, so no outsider for Gordon. And then Jason's game was the, the big one, as it were. St. Gallen versus Zurich. And he took Zurich at odds of three to one. I don't know if you, you were following this match, Chris, but it ended 3-3 and there were goals yeah. disallowed aplenty. It was one team went ahead, the other team pulled it back. They took the lead. Yeah, it was a right back and forth match. Yeah, could have gone either way. So while it didn't come in for him, I still think that was a really good pick, uh, especially at 3-1. to one. It easily could have gone that way. Um, for the charity bet, uh, regular listeners will know that we do a charity treble every week, which is £10 of our own money on three selections or two, depending on how many people are on the show. <laughs> um, and all the proceeds go to a charity of our choosing. I got it off to a really good start. FC Copenhagen away at Viley, and they won four nothing. Uh, so that was leg one of the charity in. Um, on to Gordon Lens versus Lorient. Home win for Lens, odds of five to six, and that game ended two each. So the charity bet was was dead in France. Um, yeah, shocking. Gordon killing the charity bet. Who would have thought? Who would have thought it? Yeah. <laughs> Which meant. Jason's game didn't matter. Forfer versus Stranraer. I really like this pick, a home win for Forfer. And they had the lead 1-0 at half time, But the game actually ended one all. So um, if Gordon was on, I'm sure he'd defend himself saying, I didn't kill the charity because two, two legs lost. So fair enough. Uh, technicalities. And we got anything there should be some kind of um, punishment for Gordon when he kills the charity treble where he has to just straight donate like 30 quid. We'll breach that at the next uh, the next board meeting. I, I say this from my uh, high horse of being one for one in charity bets so far. We'll see if I'm still saying that next week. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, it could be uh, could be two for two when we when mm. we do the review next week. So that was uh, Jason Stott, the guest um, on last week's show. He went two for four, hitting his banker and his value pick, which is pretty damn good. Um, That's pretty good. Can you remind me though how many did I go for? My I believe you went three for four, hitting banker oh, yeah, value sounds, sounds and charity. Um, so, so you you are top currently, Chris, of the of the leaderboard when it comes to guest spots, with a chance to do even more this week. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'll preface it already by saying I'm slightly less confident this week than I was the other week, but hey, we'll see. We shall see. Indeed, I'll have a quick break and then on to next week's picks. And so on to this week's picks for Saturday, September 11th, 2021. We'll run through the picks myself, then Chris, and then we'll give you Gordon's picks. So he's not here this week. He is uh, away on holiday, actually. Lucky for him. <laughs> yeah, lucky for him, you know. Not not to put too fine a point on it, but I have, uh, I've done travel bet podcasts from Norway, Denmark, and Germany. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, a rest stop, uh, you know, one of these service stations in the Highlands that was actually closed, just sitting in a oh. sitting in a car park in the middle of the night. 
you know, because because some people put in the effort, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people can't even be bored picking up the phone. <laughs> so we have picks from Gordon because I know <laughs> some of our listeners will be itching to hear his picks. That's probably the only reason that they tune in. Um, so Gordon does have picks, and we don't have the exact reasoning for why he's picked them. Um, but we'll try and discern that as we go. And of course, uh, for all our, all our listeners on Patreon, you'll get all the picks written down in a in a handy cheat sheet format on the app. So, as usual, we'll go to the bankers first. And my banker is on Sunday this week at 3pm UK time. It's in the Danish Superliga. And we're going to take FC Copenhagen away at Randers. And I'm actually going to take the double chance because the odds in the double chance are huge. Um, a drawer and away win is one to three. I say huge. It's huge for something I think is almost 100% likely to happen. Um, FC Copenhagen, they've been brilliant lately. I actually fully expect them to win this match. You'll get them even money just for the straight up win. Uh, but because it's the banker bet, I'm going to take the double chance. They've won seven. Yeah. Um, their last seven games in a row all wins. They're unbeaten in their last 13 matches. The reason I think you're getting good odds here is because the last time they lost before that one 14 games ago, so the, the previous time, was actually away at Randers in May. So that'll be why you're getting the generous Copenhagen odds here. Um, their last three matches have been wins with the scorelines of 4-0, 5-0 and 2-0. And in this unbeaten 13-game run, they've scored four or more goals six times. So this is a this is a team that are just dominating everybody. Um, Randers have lost both of their last two competitive games, a league match with Silkeborg, and then Galatasaray in the Europa League qualifiers. So they're a decent team, but in my opinion, Copenhagen are a better team, and they're also in such a rich vein of, vein of form. I just can't see how Randers win this match. So the double chance of 1-3 on Copenhagen or draw is my banker for the week. I quite like the uh, the fact you went for a double chance because Randers do look like a good team. Like mm-hmm. They're not far behind Copenhagen in the, uh, in the league. Something interesting I noticed about this game, though, is um, the last five times they've played against each other, they've traded two ones. Yeah, that's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, so um, I'm kind of tempted to just flip a coin, pick one of them and put two one on as a correct score. <laughs> <laughs> Go Copenhagen. Yeah. The way the, yeah, the, the form that Copenhagen he, uh, are in. Hmm? The form that Copenhagen are in as they come into this game is just incredible. So yeah. I, would, I would err on the 2-1 for Copenhagen. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat them by more than that. Yeah, uh, well, I think the double chance is certainly great, especially those odds. And uh, it's a smarter bet than the straight one anyway. What have you got for us, Chris, in the banker column? Right, so uh, breaking all the rules, um, <laughs> the banker I've went for is Rangers to beat St. Johnston. Uh, and the odds for that is one to two, which is pretty high for a banker, I think. Uh-huh. Um, the reason I went for that, uh, Rangers, they're off to a good start, three wins and one loss. Uh, St. Johnston have only managed three draws and one loss. Uh, in recent form, St. Johnston couldn't beat St. Mirren, yep. despite dominating the entire game. And Rangers managed to beat Celtic with what was described as a depleted squad. Well, it was COVID yeah. concerns, wasn't there? Were you not yeah. missing a lot of first team players? Missing some players, uh, missing Stephen Gerrard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't. He wasn't allowed to go to the game. Um, and to be honest, that's kind of why I went for this one. Um, I think the squad depth will be the difference maker here. Uh, Rangers have still got some COVID concerns. Uh, Hadji has been ruled out from the game. 
I think there's question marks over Patterson, but Rangers have done a really good job the last few seasons of building up backups at every position. Mm. So I think even a depleted squad should be able to take on a full strength St. Johnston most days of the week. St. Johnston, however, in the last transfer window, lost quite a lot of defenders, including their captain, Jason Kerr, and their best player, Alan McCann, who both left on uh, transfer deadline day. So this will be the first game without them, and I don't think they were prepared for either of them leaving, never mind both. Yeah. So more than just the form, I think the squad depth definitely puts in Rangers' favour, and I'm looking at the odds of wanting to do, and I'm like, why? Why is it so high? You know, That's really high. See, I was saying yeah. one to three was high for mine, but one to two is, yeah. is very high. Yeah, I like it. Uh, that'll definitely be going to my coupons. Big fan of that. So we've got a one to three shot, a one to two shot, and Gordon is going to complete it with a one to four shot. He is taking Chelsea at home to Aston Villa. I've been impressed with with Chelsea so far. I can't see much wrong with this pick. Um, If someone went, who's going to win Chelsea v Villa at Stamford Bridge? I don't think many people are going to say anything other than Chelsea. Yeah, and um, I'm not really a big follower of English football, but I did follow Villa for a wee bit. And um, they weren't looking that great towards the end Mm. when they had Grealish, and now they don't have Grealish. So, yeah, I think Chelsea's a a smart move here. Cool. On to the value picks for this week. This is where we try and find something where we think the bookies have perhaps mispriced it or we think there's a lot of value in taking the price. They tend to come out around the even money. And um, for this week, I'm taking one above even money. So Saturday at 11 a.m. in the Japanese J1 League, Hiroshima versus the high-flying Yokohama F Marinos. And you'll get the F Marinos at odds of 8-7 to for an away win. So we're 27 games into the J1 League, and the F Marinos are in second place in the league. Only four points behind Kawasaki Frontale. Um, regular listeners will know we're big fans of Kawasaki, and I'm actually quite surprised that someone's been able to get this close to them after the start they made to the season. So, all kudos to the F Marinos. Hiroshima, they're a solid mid-table team. They're sitting in 10th spot out of 20, but that's a whole 26 points behind the Yokohama F Marinos. Considering we've played 27 games and they're 26 points behind, you can really see um, the golf in class there. The F Marinos are also the form team in the league just now. Uh, they sit top of that five-game form table, 12 points from their last five games. Hiroshima have only managed six points. I just fancy the F Marinos in this one, and a greater-than-even shout is a really decent price. Yeah, it's ridiculously high odds. Um, also, you're the, the somewhat expert on the, the Japanese league, so I don't really think there's much I can add to that. Um, yeah, <laughs> you, say that you, you say that, Chris, and I'm sitting here wearing... Uh, it's not the Earth Marinos, but it's a Chiba Lotte Marines Japanese baseball jersey. <laughs> Love my Japanese sports. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only question mark that kind of came up to me is uh, also the Marinos have only had three losses uh, mm. this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. But one of them was their last game. So I would kind of be questioning why did they lose? But or you could yeah. be, or you could be questioning what a great spot for them to now need to bounce back. Bounce back, but yeah. Um, They've only had three losses and they're against a mid-table team. Like It seems a no-brainer at those odds. Hiroshima are a good side. Like, this isn't, uh, usually when I like to pick, I've got a pick coming up later that's like a real 
you know, a top quartile team against a bottom quartile team. And that's generally where I like to sit. Yeah. But this is very much one of the best two teams against someone that's just bang average. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think there's quite that gap, but there's still a decent gap. I mean, 27 games that we've played and they're 26 points ahead, so almost a point more a game. That That's really big. Yeah. I mean, there's almost an argument to be made that... Um, the really bottom table teams are where there might be some more upsets because mm. they'll be bringing their A game to the big dogs, you know. Yeah, Whereas yeah. your mid tables, I think, can be a bit more routine sometimes. So, yeah, I like the pick. Who have you got in your in your value column this week, Chris? Right. So this one, we're going over to MLS and it's midnight on Saturday. And there was three games that I was kind of bouncing between. Basically... In MLS, you've got two different conferences. Mm-hmm. But when you combine the two tables together, the top three teams are all playing at home. Okay. In MLS, the home away split is a real thing. Like home form well, really the, comes. In. I guess it, one of the reasons for that is away fans. I guess you don't get many traveling fans considering the vast yeah. distances these guys would need to go. Exactly, um, and also the travel for the squad yeah. as well. Um, and all three teams are also roundabout evens. So I was kind of different between them all. So based on who they're playing against, I went for New England Revolution to beat NYCFC uh, and that's Saturday at midnight and it is evens. As okay. um, I could joke here and say that I purely picked them because Ronnie Delia is their manager. <laughs> um, and I want to see him get beat. But <laughs> um, no, like I said, the... The home away split is very much a real thing in MLS. Uh, New England, they have the best record. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 10 points ahead of Seattle, the second best uh, team in MLS. And they're 14 points ahead of Orlando, which is the second best team in their conference. There's an 18-point split between them and NYC. And in the last 11 games, New England have won nine. Uh, but, uh, I should say, uh, I should make it very clear, New England are the ones that are at home here. Okay. Uh, they've only lost four games, and three of them were away away from home. Right. So, so in that home road split, they perform at home. Yes. Yes. Whereas NYC, they've lost seven, and five of them were away from home as well. Uh, so, being their away team, that's where their losses seem to come into. It. Not only that, um, NYC are coming off of a loss, and the last six games they had two wins, which were both at home. They had two losses, which were both away from home. And they had two draws, which were both away from home. So the recent home away form definitely plays into that as well. Um, and not only that, the loss and the draws came when they were favourites to win. So they're performing under where they should be as well. Okay. Uh, just on their own. Um, one question, Mark, though. So this is where I think the evens comes into it is the fact that the last time they played against each other, it was only two weeks ago because of the conference setup, and NYC came away with a 2-0 victory. 2-0, right, okay. Yes. A guy called Castellanos, who is not the baseball player Moonlighting, <laughs> um, he's a scoring machine at the moment for NYC. He's really keeping them afloat single-handedly. Uh, he scored both the games, uh, both the goals in that game, but both of them were assisted by a guy called Maxi Morales, and in NYC's last game, Maxi Morales gets sent off. So he's going to be missing for the return game. So, yes, 
Technically speaking, NYC did beat them two weeks ago, but their form's been terrible in general, and one of their two best players has got to be missing the game. So, New England at home at evens, that's my value pick. I like it. I like it a lot, and I like the uh, in-depth reasoning with the, the squad selection and who's available as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll round off the value picks with Gordon's value pick this week. He's in the Bundesliga at 5.30pm on Saturday. Red Bull Leipzig versus Bayern Munich. And he's taking a Bayern Munich win at odds of 6-5. to five, So just slightly better than even money. Um, anything to say about that one, Chris? I mean, Red well, Bull and Bayern are two of the favourites for the Bundesliga title. So you're yeah. taking a close match. Yeah, he's not here to defend himself, but... Um... If he was here, I'd be asking him <laughs> how confident he is given we're only three games into the season hmm. and Leipzig are at home. There's question marks there for me, I would say. Yeah, I think... And I, hey, Bayern might win. But if yeah. you look if you look back at the head-to-heads, Bayern won the last one, 1-0. One the previous three were draws. Yeah. Right, Which so is it, strange because Gordon likes himself a, a draw. So He, he does like himself a draw. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I just think this game could go either way and probably the value isn't on the team that are favourites. In games mm-hmm. that go either way, the value tends to be on the draw or on the underdog. So, But we, yeah. we shall see next week um, yeah, exactly. when, he's, when he's back on the show to tell us the reasoning. One thing I would say, and this is very uh, sabermetrics, um, which I know you're a, a big fan of. Big fan. Um, I don't know if you use SofaScore much, but they have this like analysis of the odds. Okay. In this position, with the odds that they have, Bayern Munich are expected to win 45% of the time. 45%? But actually win 80% of matches in this situation. Leipzig are expected to win 33% of the time, but only win 10% of matches in this situation. Okay. So, so going by that, that it's a good that pick. same metrics analysis does, does play into it. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, hey, that's in Gordon's favour. It, yeah. it says that's a good pick. So we'll see. Um, if, if it comes in, maybe we'll just use this uh, odds analysis going forward. <laughs> On to the outsider pick. This is where we try and find something that the bookies have priced as an underdog um, for for this week's coupons. And I'm in Japan again, Saturday at 10.30am in the Japanese J1 League. Oita versus Shonen. Uh, and I'm actually going to take an away win for Shonen Belmere here because I think they're overpriced at 2-1. to one. Um, this is a battle between two teams that are right at the bottom of the table. Shonen in 15th spot with 26 points and Oita who are dead last uh, with only 17 points so far this season. So nine points after 27 matches might not seem that big of a difference, but the golf is really emphasised when you look at their goal difference. Shonen have a goal difference of minus three, whereas Oita have a goal difference of minus 29. So, yeah, yeah, that there is a big difference between the quality of these two teams and certainly how leaky they are at the back. Um, Oita are also currently the worst team in the league's five game form table, they've only taken one point from a possible 15. Shonen have managed five. Um, Shonen also got a big result in their last away game in the league, they battered Soretzo Osaka 5 1. Um, I think this was a game, though, where everything went right for them. I think they had five shots on target and they all went in. Um, but still, that's a, that is a confidence-boosting result for them. Uh, for a team as well, the reason they've got that many three-goal difference is because they don't concede very often. They're, 
you know, they, they like to keep things tight, try and nick games by the odd goal. Um, and Oita leak goals. So I think two to one for an away win is, if you were looking at whether this is going to be home, draw or away, without any odds, I, I would pick an away win. So getting two to one yeah. for it is is big. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, like you're saying, if I was just looking at this without looking at the odds beforehand, I wouldn't have the away team at 2-1. Um, hmm. That goal difference is exactly what I was looking at as well. Uh, you look at the teams round about Shonen, and they're all far more than a negative. Um, Shonen have scored more than like all the teams around them and then going up a couple of places. And that Oita negative goal difference is just disgusting. Um, so yeah, certainly says that although they're kind of lower down in the week, the, the games have been tighter for Shonen, so I like it. Yep. What have you got for your outsider this week? So, <clears throat> if you cast your minds back, um, when I had my picks, I had um, PSG to win. And I'd spoke about how PSG to me this year are going to be a leaky team. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, yes, we'll let you score two against us. However, we're going to score four and five, five to one. six, yeah. Yeah, so rather than going for just a straight one for an outsider, I've actually went for PSG and both teams to score. Okay. Which comes in at eight to five. Okay, yeah, I like it. Uh, so it's outsider odds, and technically speaking, as an outsider, as the bookies expect there to be a clean sheet in this game. Yeah, PSG, yeah, to win to nil it would, would be priced less. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the opponents are Clermont Foot, um, who are massive underdogs at 91, yet are currently sitting third on the table. Um, they've scored nine goals so far uh, in four games, I believe. And it all comes down basically to one man, Mohamed Bayo. Uh, this guy is getting courted by several teams in the UK. Um, it was very doubtful he was still going to be at Clermont Foot at the end of the transfer window, but it looks as though all the deals kind of fell through. I don't think anybody met their asking price. Um, out of the nine goals that they have scored, he's responsible for two assists and three goals himself. Um, Clermont Foot, if I just quickly make sure I get this right. Yeah, they have scored in all four of their games so far. Uh, okay. some, of those, some of those nine goals have been own goals, so there is an element of luck. Like, I don't think they're going to come out and score two and three and beat PSG, you know. Um, but certainly between Bayo and a bit of luck on their side, they have been getting goals. Uh, they've had two wins and two draws, so it should be competitive enough that they're going to get shots. Um, PSG, uh, the last four games, they've conceded in three of them. Uh, they've conceded five goals across the four games, and their only clean sheet was against Reims, who, while not being known for ha- for being massive goal scorers, PSG allowed them to have more shots on target than PSG got. No way. And allowed them to create 11 total chances. So I think if you put a team like Clermont with the form that Bio's got just now and give them 11 chances to score... They'll get one, two. Yeah. So, yeah, PSG and both teams to score at 8-5. And that's Saturday at four o'clock. Superb. Let's... Yeah, yeah. I was I was as shocked as you when I saw that. Reims had four shots on target. PSG had three. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And to complete the outsiders this week, Gordon is also in France, uh, but he's in a league below. He's in League Two. <laughs> no analysis needed for this one. He's taking an away win in the Dijon versus Bastia game. So win for Bastia at odds of 21 to 10. Um, and he is backed against Dijon every single week of this season's podcast. So he's clearly found a good thing um, backing against Dijon and he's sticking with it. Uh, it's not a league I know very much about, but I do know that Dijon have been rotten. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like one point, I believe, in six games. Yeah, they're not they're not good at all. And backing against them has proved to be very profitable in the last few weeks. So we'll keep it yeah. rolling. Although usually the team that are playing them have odds a lot less than two to one. So it'll be interesting I've, to see how Dijon perform as a home favourite. I think that's down to uh, Bastia only having the one win in six yeah. games. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not good either. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be like an all-time classic, but <laughs> seems to be a sensible bit, yeah. They're the main picks from this week's podcast. Now on to the charity treble. So a pick from myself, a pick from Chris, and Gordon has sent through his shout for the charity bet. We'll put them all on as an accumulator. So a treble, £10 of own money on it, and the proceeds go to charity, which if we win next week, we shall announce. Um, so to start us off, and it probably will be starting us off, Chris, because I'm in the, the J-League again. So it's Saturday morning for me. <laughs> I really like this pick. This was almost my value pick. I could have just flipped a coin for which one was value and which one was charity, actually. So Saturday, 10 a.m., Yokohama FC against the Urawa Red Diamonds. Yokohama FC are second bottom of the table, 18 points from 27 games, whereas the Urawa Red Diamonds, they're in seventh spot with 45 points, so a hell of a lot more points. Um, And that should really be enough to know the smart money is backing the away from home team here because they're better than evens that's a huge price they're six to five yeah um, yokohama elite goals they've conceded by far the most goals in the entire division 57 goals they've conceded through those 27 games um add into that the fact that the red diamonds have also won the last three head-to-head meetings between these teams i guess a reasonably easy bet on urawa and i'm surprised they're not more like three to four here i think six to five is just really really good odds I would be surprised even though they're three to four. To be honest with you, yeah. like it's ridiculous. I wonder and if we'll see. Like, I wonder if we'll see them come in as mm-hmm. as kickoff approaches and people maybe notice this game more because I, I definitely think it's been mispriced. Yeah, definitely. And and even with the whole like home away uh, idea, uh, the last two times where Euro have been the away team, they've won. So mm-hmm. you know that's not going to come into it either. You know, it's not like an MLS situation. So. Yeah, I don't understand the person. That's all just. What will be leg two? So, um, I was going to give Gordon stick for just constantly sticking to the, the safe option of uh, Dijon getting beat. <laughs> I am returning to the well as well, um, and I'm going for Kilmarnock to win. Yep. Uh, they're facing Greenock Morton on Saturday afternoon, and the odds for that is another one to two. Um, there's not really a ton of analysis here. I'm just I'm confident that Kilmarnock's going to romp the league, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you. Uh, although that confidence is shattered a little bit by them just coming off a loss to Inverness Cali Thistle uh, in the week. Uh, they followed that up with a win in the Cup, uh, beating Falkirk 3-1. Uh, 
there's no shame. Sorry, there's no shame in losing to Inverness, Caledonian Thistle in that yeah. league. Yeah, that is yeah. that is going to be the hardest game, maybe with the exception of Air because it's a local derby. But that's mm-hmm. pretty much the hardest game they're going to get. And and Inverness are, are probably going to give them the most uh, trouble. Uh, yeah, romp in the league because I seem to think they're going to be done. Uh, conversely, Greenock Morton came off a terrible league game where they get wrecked by Partick Thistle three 0 then go on to beat the Celtic B squad in the cup. Uh, another free one. Um, so their confidence might be running a little bit high, but let's look at history. You know, Morton, they've only got four points in four games. They've got a negative goal difference. They get beat off Queen of the South, who Kilmarnock easily beat. Um, they've not had a winning record since 2017. Last year, they came ninth place in the championship. So... History's not on their side, and I think Kilmarnock are just going to be stronger than most of the week this year. So, one to five for the charity, uh, one to two, sorry, for the charity bet seemed like that, yeah. that could easily be a banker bet. Like, well, yeah, between that and uh, the Rangers result, same odds, same level of confidence. I could have flipped either around. Yeah, no, I like it. Which means that the charity bet will rest with Gordo's pick, and he is in oh. the. German Bundesliga, Greuer Firth against Wolfsburg, and he's taking an away win for Wolfsburg at odds of 4-7. to seven. Probably because last week he backed Wolfsburg to draw with Leipzig as the, outs- uh, as the outsider, and they actually went ahead and won. And then yep. uh, he's probably watched that game, or at least watched the highlights back of it, and thought actually Wolfsburg are, are a decent outfit here. Firth yeah, is probably one, the- of the, one of the easier fixtures in the Bundesliga is a Certainly, one of these airway fixtures is, is traveling to Groyer Firth, so it seems okay. It seems a relatively safe option as well. The odds are four to seven. Yep, yeah. Um, you know, it's all it's always difficult, I think, the first kind of three, four, even five weeks in the league. So, I would normally try and avoid a league that's only playing the fourth game, but yeah, this this seems like a no brainer. Roseburg are great and Firth aren't, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the analysis needed, I suppose. <laughs> that is all the analysis needed. So that'll be that'll be the treble for charity. Ten pounds of our own money on the accumulator um, of the Urawa Red Diamonds, Kilmarnock, and Wolfsburg. Yeah, there's a lineup for you. That's the picks for this week. You can find them all on our Patreon channel. Um, it's five pound fifty a month to sign up to the Trample Bet Club on Patreon. And for that, you get access to a whole host of extra content. You get this podcast as soon as we record it. So that's Wednesday evening, Chris. If I can work out how to upload it in time, usually Gordon does that. And of course, John's left the show. So like, I'm now doing tech support as well. <laughs> so if I can manage to do that, you'll get it tonight. You'll get it Wednesday night um, uh, before the official release of the audio version through all the channels on Thursday. You also get the cheat sheet. So all the picks written down in a handy easy to look at formats you don't need to take notes um as we discuss and a whole host of extra shows for the golf the ufc we'll probably do a baseball one chris for the for the playoffs and we'll get you back along for that if you're up for it sounds good yeah um as i was as i was talking to you about the other day uh being such a big fan of fantasy baseball as i know you are certainly i'm uh, i've competed against you for a few years now um you tend to know more about individual players than you do about teams <laughs> i certainly yeah. do 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, ask me about um, you know the All Star Home Run Derby, and I'll be able to pick the winner of that uh, easily enough. But that's just because you pick a Mets player, and Pete Alonso's won it the last hey. two years. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's five pound fifty a month. Over uh, just download the Patreon app, search Trample Bet, um, and there'll be a, there'll be a button to sign up there. And we really, really do appreciate it. It helps us out with our costs of hosting this, with the Zoom costs, with the Libsyn costs, and all that sort of stuff as well. Excellent. Um, we also have a Facebook group. Feel free to join that. Chris, myself, Gordo, um, and a whole host of other people are very active. Michael Stokes is back in with his rugby shouts. Um, yeah. And there's a whole there's a whole host of content there um, in, in sports that that I don't know very much about, but I've certainly done very well following the suggestions that are in that group. Yeah, well, I think the group's certainly good for that. You, you're gonna find people that have niche um, interests. Uh, like I was uh, alluding to earlier, the EPL, not mm-hmm. my forte, but there's hundreds and thousands of people who is their forte. Ask me about you know a women's UFC fight at three in the morning on Sunday and I'll probably have an opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask you about the live game on Sky Sports at 5pm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, you, you'll find you'll find people in that group that have niche interests, good knowledge and usually good tips. Thank you very much for coming on the show again this week, Chris. Um, yeah. We really appreciate it. Obviously three out of four a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, You've proved your credentials. <laughs> You've proved your credentials and hopefully we're on for another good week and we shall see you again next week. Excellent. All right, cheers, and it. Right, have a good weekend. Happy hunting. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.